Hi everybody, welcome to our ninth episode of Volley Talk and today I'm really excited to announce our super cool and special guest, Zachary Schubert. <laughs> hey. hey! So hi Zachary, thank you so much for you know joining me today. I know that you have like a super packed schedule when you showed me your schedule. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but thank you for making the time to be here. <laughs> No worries, I'm really happy to be here, thank you. Yeah, so let's jump straight into it. So tell us, Zachary, who is Zachary Schubert in a tweet? Yeah, I um, I thought this was like a great question to start off with because I couldn't quite, like I was like, well, what do I, who am I and what am I about? <laughs> and um, I was like, well, I think I'm like someone who likes to find the unknowns um, and that's like in all spaces and like across every aspect in life like i'm not only just thinking about volleyball i think of like a lot about life after volleyball and what i want to do and how do i have an impact on people so i like to really just try and find something that's pretty unique and like a little bit different and attach myself to that that's what i get a kick out of life in so okay so i guess uh later on we shall talk about the unique thing right (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that you had a question down there. Yeah. Alright, so, okay, but first I want to ask about beach volleyball. So, how did you first get started with beach volleyball? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, most people have a very similar path to what I did in Australia. We all start off in Australia by playing indoor volleyball. Um, It's a much bigger sport and as a kid, it's really easy to get involved with because there's more people on the court and it's a little bit easier to play and you get to play with your friends. Yeah. Whereas beach volleyball, it's a little bit more, it's harder because there's the wind and the conditions and there's only two people on the court and it's hard to move in the sand and kids get like disheartened. So um, I didn't start playing volleyball uh, until about year eight and that was indoor volleyball. So I was 13 at the time. And then after that, I slowly transitioned into beach volleyball because I wasn't the biggest and I wasn't the strongest and I couldn't hit the ball very hard. (laughs) So I never got picked for anything with indoor, but I was lucky enough to be able to play beach volleyball because you just have the advantages of the conditions that you can use a little bit easier and you can just serve the ball in and not everyone can pass on the beach volleyball court. So I got quite lucky and got selected for a few things along the way, like junior level, state teams, um, and then slowly stepped up into like the national rankings and then I got an opportunity to play with uh, Cole Durant at like a senior level and then we started to play more senior world tour events and it's just kind of rolled on from there so it's just and most kids will have that same um, pathway coming from Australia because volleyball isn't a very popular sport in Australia and so we have to we have to look after our athletes and we have to really have a set path for people to be able to get into the sport and make a career out of it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just quite surprised that it's still not really popular in Australia because you all are doing really well on, like, the world tour and, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I grew up in a country town which is about two hours from Adelaide, which is where I live now, Um, and there's no... There's no sea or beaches in anywhere in sight like the closest beach is 250 kilometers away so um for me i come from like a farming family as well and so there was no we have a river but there's not much water around so it's a pretty dry area Mm, i see i see 
Right, yeah. right. So how many years have you been playing beach volleyball already? Uh, I've been playing beach volleyball um, professionally for the last five years. Oh. And then like as a total across all my beach volleyball, I've been playing for about eight so it's been it's been a long time. Or it feel it doesn't it doesn't feel like a long time, but it is starting to get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean because it just goes in seasons, like one season's over and then it just keeps going and going. And don't don't even no. talk about last year. Last year wasn't even counted. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. And especially here in Australia because even though we have like very limited number of COVID cases, yeah. um, you know, even people are still choosing because we have no COVID. People that aren't getting the vaccine, and people are avoiding it altogether. And oh. like we kind of just like we're a little bit oblivious to how the rest of the world is. Oh. And but even with that being said, we still have to play our qualifying event for the Olympics, and we don't know where that's going to be yet. And we don't know how we're going to get there, and then how we're going to get home as well. Like it's going to be very expensive. So we're just waiting to see how it kind of all happens like if if you leave australia and you come home you have to pay three thousand dollars australian to stay in a hotel to quarantine for for 14 days so it's it's going to be interesting moving forward with beach volleyball coming from australia yeah it's it seems like they're purposely making it difficult for you all yeah it's it's going to be tough um we might have to just look at living in Europe for the next 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a legit option? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very real possibility. Okay. Um, we could and base ourselves somewhere else because being in Australia, we, we used to be able to travel back and forth to yeah. Australia really easily, but because of COVID, it's just becoming too hard. So if you want to play volleyball and you want to be on the world tour, you have to leave the country for yeah. a long time. You can't leave for two weeks anymore. You have to leave for minimum maybe a month, yeah. two months. So, yeah. Yeah, I see. It's well, all the best, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, Zachary, I just want to know who or what inspires you most along this whole, you know, eight-year journey of beach volleyball? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely... As a kid growing up, I like I always wanted to be an athlete, and I always wanted to like play sport at a high level. And I had a cousin that actually went to the two thousand and four and two thousand and eight Olympic oh, Games wow. for field hockey. So yeah, I was really um, inspired by him at a younger age, and I just wanted to go to the Olympics essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and but then there's just my role models in my everyday life. Like we've got a couple of really good coaches that are really inspiring around us. Uh, we've got some really, really talented athletes every day that we get to push ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we've got a great community in Australia. I think like just the daily environment that we're inspired and pushing from each other. And even now with the beach volleyball event going on in Cancun, um, like watching those games, like it just makes you so much more hungrier because yeah. we do have a national tour here in Australia that we got to play this year. But I'm just thinking how much I want to get back on the world tour and how exciting it really is. So, yeah, definitely those things have just been... Oh, I'm just looking at the comments, I know, hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially for for you. I mean, like, you all play at such a high level and then, like, you're watching other people play and you're not part of it. It just, it just really stinks. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And like Cancun, it looks so beautiful I know. at the moment. Right. And, like, all, everyone's having the best time. And, <laughs> and it's, a, it's like a three week thing. Like, you just stay there for three weeks. Like, man. <laughs> Just live the dream, eat tacos, hang out, play beach volleyball. It's yeah, it's the best life, isn't it? Yeah, maybe in future they will do more of this like hub events as well. That'd be really nice. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to yeah. do things like that. Even even like our Asian tour and our Asian champs, mm-hmm. I can imagine that they're gonna have to do yeah. things like that where they have up for three weeks. So, which is cool. Which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> Right, so Zachary, I want to ask you, what has been your toughest challenge along this journey and how did you overcome it? Uh, I think the, the toughest thing is probably what we're going through right now. And I would nearly say that this would have to be the toughest thing for most athletes around the world. Um, you know, we athletes, like we live a pretty good life. Like we get to stay physically active, yeah. eat healthy, run around all day. Like it's a really good lifestyle, but... For the last 12 months, it probably hasn't been the case for most people because everyone can train, but if you're not training towards a certain goal like the Olympic Games or even just training to get back on the world tour, it can make things quite tough. Um, and especially if we look back now, 12 months ago, we, like Max, myself, so Max, my partner at the moment, we played Asian champs pretty much this time last year and we were lucky enough to be able to get a third at the event, but we just... Well, that was like the start of COVID and COVID we didn't really know what was happening China was in lockdown Italy was in lockdown uh, we had to have daily tests and it was just getting a little bit crazy um, and then pretty much as soon as that event finished we then had to come back home to Australia and next thing you know I wasn't playing beach volleyball anymore I was working on the farm the family farm again and so it was just like life just went a complete 180 and we just did everything that we could physically possible to stay active and to keep playing volleyball as much as we could or like being in the gym, working on something, meditating, working on your own mental self, becoming a better human, like literally anything that you could do. So probably like this last 12 months and just focusing on like what's really important to me and how am I gonna get back on the world tour and then how am I gonna actually make it to the Olympic games this year and then also future Olympic games and yeah, winning as much as I can essentially. It's like, this is the biggest challenge. How do we do it from Australia? Kind of like what we talked about before with how expensive it's gonna be, Um, finding the money to do it and then making the push to be able to make the sacrifices, potentially leaving your family, like missing them for long periods of time. Um, I've got a girlfriend as well that like I'm gonna marry one day, so it's like, like I, I have to leave her in Australia for X amount of times. So it's it's gonna be pretty crazy the next year, two years, essentially. So yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. I I have no words to say. You just you just said it all. Like everything already. It is really very yeah. tough, and yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I know that you haven't, ha- but you all have been having like national tour competitions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how how has it been so far? It's been it's been really good. Like we're we're lucky that we actually got to play a full national tour this year, and we didn't have any interruptions with COVID or, and we we're allowed to have spectators there. Um, 
there was no COVID testing or anything like that. Like, okay. no, we, we pretty much don't have COVID in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very, very lucky to be able to play the events this year. We got to play a total of five events. Oh. And if you wanted to, you could also play some of the smaller, lower tier events as well. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we got to play heaps and we also focused on playing a lot of the events too because sometimes we don't actually play every event because we choose to go overseas or it's not that important. But this time it was like, this could be our only competition for the next six months. We don't know. Um, And it was also our first competition in close to a year. So we were like really, really excited to get back on and just play the national tour, which everything went pretty smoothly. Max and myself were lucky enough to win one of the events and pick up a couple seconds and thirds so we've got a really really strong training group at the moment in Adelaide with Chris McHugh and Damien Schumann as the top team wow. Max myself and then Tom and Paul um so we're really really excited to get all three of the teams back on the world tour as soon as we can so it's gonna be cool yeah you mentioned earlier about the Olympic qualifiers when is it um we're still waiting on dates it's gonna probably be around well, hoping to leave on the 20th of may but that's not 100 percent confirmed yet because we don't even know where we're going yet and we're going to do about a month training block and then we'll start competing so we're just sitting around waiting to leave the country and then when we do leave the country we'll probably be leaving for close to two to three months wow. and then hopefully nothing goes wrong and hopefully we don't have any flights cancelled because if we have a flight cancelled then who knows how long we're going to be waiting around for say if we're in Thailand or uh, Doha or even Guam like there's been a bunch of different names thrown out there where we could actually go um, so we just have to wait and see oh so it's still not really confirmed the venue of the play- no, okay. everything is yet. So unsure right now, yeah. <laughs> uncertain. Yeah, and we hear we hear that there's um, escalating cases, like there's the most tested positive cases in Japan that they've ever had. So <clears throat> yeah, everyone's just waiting to see how it's going to play out. Yeah, right. So anyway, let's stop talking about COVID. It's this is distressing yeah, enough. Exactly. <laughs> So, Zachary, I want to ask you, like, because I'm really interested in sports psychology and how athletes think and all, so I want to ask you, during a match, like, if it's a very intense or, you know, nerve-wracking match, how do you calm yourself down? Yeah, I think um, this is something that is forever evolving as an athlete as you get older. I can remember playing, like, junior sport and being so, so nervous, um... And it was for like an under 12s hockey game as a kid, and it's got no importance. There's nothing. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's about having fun. But I can remember being so nervous and like could barely even run in the first five minutes of the game. Um, and then it's the same for like when you play a really big event. Like you still have the exact same feelings as you did when you were a 12 year old, but you honestly can just put your energy into the most important areas. So for me, I like to think about all the things that I have in like in my life that truly matter, and that's like my friends and my family, and especially my girlfriend. So like I know that no matter the result and no matter the outcome of the game and no matter how successful I am at beach volleyball, those things won't change. 
for me. So my parents are always going to love me. My friends and family are always going to be there. My girlfriend's always going to be there for me. So I like to just think about what's really important. And then that allows me to then have a free and clear headspace to be able to go and attack the game and give it my all. Because at the end of the day, yes, we care a lot about beach volleyball and we really, really want to win. But you can't just let that overtake you and be the most important thing because you're never going to be able to fully free up and play as best as you can. So for me, it's definitely just thinking and putting my energy in the right directions. And that allows me to then go and play the best sport I can. Yeah, I think that's a really liberating thought because like especially when the, the the points are super close and then it's like you often we think like oh my god I've worked so hard and I've sacrificed so much just to be here like I can't just throw it away but then you are saying like you know what in the end it's it doesn't really you know in the end it's not really the most important thing and I think that's just a really good way to just truly let go and play yeah, I 100% agree, 100%. Nice, nice. Okay, this is something I can try next time. Never thought about it. <laughs> right. Go for it. It's so freeing. It's so freeing. Do you all work with a sports psychologist? Um, yeah, we do. We do from time to time. Um, but we also pride ourselves on having really, really healthy and strong relationships with the coaching staff mm. and the other players around us in the environment so we have a really supportive even though we are competing against each other and we are trying to beat each other every single day of training yeah. we do use each other for both like mental and physical support and we're always there to help each other no matter what's going on um, and no one's ever going to do anything wrong by each other in our environment and that's something that we have to do and we have to be proud of as Australians because we don't have a lot of people playing beach volleyball at a high level. So we really have to maintain our players and our relationships and push each other yeah. into the direction that we want to go and attack it in. Um, because we don't have, we're not like America or Brazil where we have 15, 16 world tour yeah. teams that we can just like if one team or one person doesn't make it then we just grab the next person it's like we have such limited numbers that we really have to make sure that we look after ourselves and make sure everyone's mentally ready to go yeah. each day yeah that's true so anyway Zachary besides beach volleyball what else do you like to do yeah I think like in my free time like I keep pretty busy outside of volleyball but as I get a little bit older I really do just appreciate relaxing <laughs> <laughs> just like sleeping and sitting down on the couch and just watching a movie um that's something like I, I like when I was 18 it was never like that it was always like oh, I'll go hang out down the beach or go out and watch some sport or like hang out with my mates and like I still do that do those things but it's definitely backed off as the training load and the commitment to volleyball is getting more and more important to me so you really just start to appreciate sleep <laughs> and then of course I do stay pretty busy outside of, of sport as well like I study uh, I study a nutrition and exercise science degree oh. and I also have a small business where eventually I want to grow and sell insects for human consumption as sustainable protein. So I'm I'm pretty much flat out between those three things yeah. and then whatever else I can fit in between 
weird sleeping, seeing mates, <laughs> and spending time with my girlfriend. It's um, it's flat yeah. out all the time. There's no budget. Yeah, yeah, truly. <laughs> yeah, I think time to relax and uh, just chill is really important nowadays. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned about your business and it's called Shoebox, right? So tell us more about it. Yeah, so if you if anyone who's watching the live stream is interested, the link is in my bio. It's just called Shoebugs, you better click on it and go have a look. And we just set up shipping containers and we insulate them to grow crickets in, which is like an insect. It's about this big and they're really, really high in protein and they use next to no resources. So they're perfect for the environment. And where I grew up, I grew up in a really, I grew up on a huge farming land, but there's no rainfall there. So it only, in 10, out of the 10 years that we can grow a crop there, we might get three good crops. So we have to be really careful with what we grow and like when we seed and the seasons that we choose to plant in. Um, but crickets and insects are just incredible for using hardly any water and hardly any food and still making a usable source of protein. So through my university degree and then also traveling through parts of Asia because I'm really interested in just trying new things and like jumping in. So when we go through Thailand, like I'll, I'll never turn down like a cricket or a scorpion <laughs> on like a stick or something out of the markets. Um, and then I was like, well, if everyone else is eating these insects across the world, and there's a huge amount of people that do eat insects every day, it's like 2.2 million people consume what? insects. So, yeah, it's a massive number of people. And so I go, well, if we're, like, if everyone else is eating them, why can't we eat them in Australia? And the reason why we probably haven't in the past is because our population is quite small for the size country that we have mm-hmm. and we have a lot of resources yeah. and we can have huge farm and we can get meat really cheap and we can have fresh fruit and veg all the time but as we are kind of increasing in size and in population and the world is growing food is becoming more scarce yeah. and it's becoming more expensive so we have to keep looking for more sustainable options mm-hmm. and this is all kind of tied in with my university degree and then like my family upbringing with the farm and I just go, we need to use what we've got more efficiently. So let's farm sustainable things in our area. And crickets are also great at cleaning up waste as well. So I'm really hoping to like get into schools and universities where we can grow crickets and teach people about sustainable farming practices. And yeah, eventually I just wanna make like a protein powder or a protein bar from my insects or some sort of product like muffins and loaves of bread or yeah they're just they're incredible for your diet so and they're really really good for the planet so it's like up the bugs wow i mean honestly i'm gonna be really honest when i i mean like i know that you're doing this insect business and all i was a bit like uh because i'm not really a fan of insects so i mean just the thought of eating them seemed a bit weird to me but then i checked out your page and then there was a lot of information there so yeah guys you can go and check it out there's really a lot of information about how it's really high in protein and it's very sustainable so yeah i i might try it one day (laughs) yeah and because the best part about it is it's, it's not like you have to physically pick up a cricket and eat it straight away okay you know we, we we roast the cricket so we we freeze the crickets and roast them 
and then we dehydrate them. Okay. And then we actually then put, turn them into a powdered form. Oh. And so if you're, if you're making like muffins or brownies or protein balls or you're having a smoothie, you can just add like a teaspoon of cricket flour, which is what we call it, into any of your dishes and it will add anywhere between, depending on the size cup that you use, but in 100 grams of crickets, there's 69 grams of protein. Wow. So they are, they are like stupidly good for you. They're, they've got three times the amount of iron as spinach and they've got double the amount of calcium as like cow's milk. They are, they're incredible for you. So it's pretty easy just to add crickets into your diet. Okay, 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 okay. Now <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Now I'm convinced because I thought like we were literally eating the the insect, but now that you say it's powdered form, so okay, I feel a bit better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I made I made pizza pizza bases the other day, so like pizzas out of crickets, which is pretty cool. What? Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm waiting for your product line then. <laughs> All right. So, what are the hopes for the future of your career, Zachary? I mean, you mentioned yeah, just got, now Olympics, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I've got some pretty clear goals um, for the Olympics and for my beach volleyball career. I want to be a top five team in the world. Mm-hmm. That's my ultimate goal, and I think by being and aiming for a top five team in the world, you're going to have all your other goals come true. Yeah. And like winning world tour medals, living the world tour lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, traveling, seeing the world, yeah. seeing what else is out there, seeing the different cultures, being a part of it. Um, so by being a top five team in the world, I think I'm going to be able to go to the Olympics. I think I'm going to be able to medal at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm going to have a successful career. So that's my beach volleyball goal. And then, Outside of beach volleyball, I want to be a nutritionist and I want to help people live a healthier, longer lifestyle. And then I want to also have a product like, yeah, like cricket pizza bases or something that's sustainable for the planet and it can actually promote people's health by, by making protein bars and protein powders. So if I can achieve some good things as being an athlete, then I can convince people to eat insects. <laughs> yeah, so do the people around you all eat insects too? Oh, yeah, I try to get people to always, like, whenever <laughs> I am around my house or, like, I've got a boat for dinner, I'll, like, sprinkle my crickets into the food that I'm eating. Yeah, I'll, like, convince them because you don't know. You don't even know that you're eating them at the end of the day, like, when you add them into your meal and you're just getting a better meal for it, so. Okay, and then, do, do, do they realise or they don't realise? No, they don't realise. They do not realise. That's and the best part, not to the them. Do you tell them often? <laughs> Yeah, I always do. I'm always like, there's crickets in that. <laughs> and then they go like... And they're like, oh, what, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah you're going to live a better life now. And you're helping out the planet. Nice. <laughs> I like that strategy. But yes, going back to your volleyball and business goals, I, I like how you are so clear and you have your goals so defined. Right. Okay, wait. So there's a question here in the chat that asks you, what other sports do you play? Oh, I only play beach volleyball now, but I, I I grew up playing every sport, and I think every kid should just try every sport possible. So I played hockey, tennis, golf, soccer, um, 
like we live so close to the river as well so we grew up swimming every single day during the summer like fishing behind the boat skiing wakeboarding um riding like riding motorbikes shooting guns like i had a pretty pretty active lifestyle and really engaging sport kind of background as a kid and then as I grew older, um, I just chose to really focus in on one sport, the one sport that I truly loved, which was beach volleyball. Wow, I think all of those sports really gave you a really good foundation in your athletic career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a really, really fun job. <laughs> That's nice. So, Zachary, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah, this was, I, I thought about this question because it's like, um, I'd, I'd say to myself, like, work harder, mm-hmm. but you only you only know how hard to work, like, as you do in that situation. So for me, five years from now, I believe I'm going to be way more efficient and working harder than I ever had before. And so it's probably like, keep finding your daily limits and keep finding how far you can push yourself whether that's physical because you can't always do it physically, mm-hmm. but one thing that you can do is really push yourself mentally. So if you think you can go a little bit further, go a little bit further today, that's probably the advice I would give myself. Um, and also maybe just sticking at it. Don't like, don't worry about if you have a bad day. It doesn't matter in the long term. You'll have a good day. They will come and just keep cracking on with it like that. That for me is, yeah, probably some pretty clear things that I wish I was a little bit clearer on when I was a kid. Mm. Do you find it hard to balance between working hard and resting? Um, super hard, super hard because I have a pretty guilty conscious when it comes right. to, like, if I feel like I haven't yeah. done enough today or if I feel like I haven't worked hard enough. Um, and maybe that's because... Like my father, um, he's also he's a really really good worker, and he can just keep going and he doesn't stop. And <laughs> like that's that's kind of what it's like when you grow up on the farm because if you, if you don't do the work, then no one else will do it. So you have to do the work. And so for him, like I go home now and I try and keep up with him on like a we do like a twelve to thirteen hour working day. And I just, I can't keep up. Like, I'll fall asleep and then he just keeps working. So <laughs> I have a guilty conscience that, like, no matter how hard I'm working, my dad's always working way harder. <laughs> and so I want to go harder than him. <laughs> right. But rest, rest is so important. Like, I take my recovery really, really seriously. I deal with, uh, like, some little knee issues. Mm. And so I have to be really careful with how many jumps I do every day and how hard I go in the gym just to manage it. And every day I'm getting better and I'm finding new ways to push myself. But you have to really be on top of your recovery and don't underestimate a good night's sleep. It's the most important thing. Yeah, I think so. I think when when we are all younger, we think that sleep is for the week, but (laughs) that's not true, man. (laughs) Not true, not true. Not true at all. Good sleep and then you can perform so much better the next day. Exactly, exactly. Right. I agree. <laughs> right. So, Zachary, how can our listeners connect with you and support you along your journey? 
Um, I think like the best way, and it's for probably everyone today, like just social media. And like, I if you have any questions or about what I do with beach volleyball, playing beach volleyball, how to get on the world tour, all those things. Um, even just in my personal life too. I'm a pretty open guy and I'm always up for a conversation with anyone. So if anyone does have any questions about that stuff, I will 100% rep- be replying on Instagram. Um, and yeah, like also like, I have a YouTube channel as well if people are interested in like checking out more of the bug stuff as well. So oh. um, yeah, people can go onto YouTube and type in shoe bugs and yeah, have a look okay. at it. So any, any of the social media platforms, you can always find me on. So yeah, and I'll be more than happy for a chat. That's cool. Awesome. All right. So I like to ask this question at the end of my podcast. I ask this to everyone, which is if you could put a billboard on the moon with one message for 7.2 billion people in the world to see, what would it be? Oh, let's see. Like, there's so many good messages. But, <laughs> like there's a little, it's like an overarching theme. And I think it's more important than ever. Like, give more love i'd probably put up there like share more love care for each other more like it's probably the number one thing like we've seen in the last 12 months like how disconnected the world can really be mm-hmm. and how hard it is for people to have that human connection so when you do get to connect with people and you do get to spend time with loved ones and the people around you i just think it's the most important thing so sharing love like it's the, it's the number one thing in the world <laughs> Nice. So, so you would put the message: give more love on the moon. Give more love. Spread the love. Share the love. Yeah. Right. Right. So, unfortunately, we've reached the end of our podcast. It was really such a blast to speak to you, Zachary. Thank you so much for doing this. It was really fun. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I hope we get to meet on tour soon, I hope. <laughs> yes, oh, I hope so too. Hopefully we'll be back in Malaysia anytime. Yeah. Very, very soon. And all the best for your upcoming plans. I mean, I know everything's a little uncertain, but uh, whatever it is, all yeah. the best. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So thanks, Zachary. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Awesome. You too. See ya. See ya.